the podcast from Belmont Chapel in Exeter, sharing the story, living the life. For more information, go to belmontchapel.org.uk. Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be with you on this Pentecost Sunday, whether we are in person or online today. It's just great to be uh, worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ together. Um, And uh, thank you, Andrew, for leading our prayers about the Queen. What an amazing lady she is. Did any of you see her with Paddington yesterday? What genius, absolute genius. Loved it. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and Google the Queen and Paddington and you'll be in for a treat. Um, anyway, my, my job today is, uh, and my privilege today, is to talk about Pentecost. What happened on that first Pentecost Sunday, and why is it still important for us 2,000 years later? So I'm going to start with the what happened bit. And we're going to look at the Pentecost story, first of all, by having a look at a video uh, from uh, the Saddleback Kids Group. And it's all about God sending the Holy Spirit, the, the real heart of Pentecost. Let's watch this together now, shall we? God sends the Holy Spirit. These are the apostles. Hello. They followed Jesus during his time on earth. Before Jesus went to heaven, he told them to stay in Jerusalem until God sent the gift he promised. See ya. So after Jesus went to heaven, the apostles stayed in Jerusalem along with the other people who believed in Jesus. One day they were all gathered together when there was a sound from heaven like a mighty windstorm. Then what looked like flames appeared and settled on each of them and everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in other languages and so they started speaking. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, they came running to see what it was. What's going on? When they saw the believers speaking in their own languages, they were shocked and amazed. They wondered, how can this be? These people are from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages about the wonderful things God has done. What can this mean? But others in the crowd didn't believe that it was really a miracle and thought the believers were just acting oddly. Then Peter stepped forward and shouted to the crowd, Hey, all you! Listen carefully, all you! He told them that they were not acting strangely, but that this was from God. He reminded them that God said this would happen long ago. Then Peter told them about how Jesus was crucified, but then raised to life again, just as God had said he would be. He told them that Jesus was now in heaven, and that God had given the Holy Spirit to them, as he had promised. Peter's words changed what the people thought and felt, and they asked, Brothers, what should we do? Peter told them, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow! Peter continued to preach to the crowd for a long time, and those who believed what Peter said were baptized. 3,000 people were baptized and added to the church that day. Okay, so that's what happened on that very first Pentecost Sunday. And it's a story that's taken direct from the Bible. 
from the book of Acts, from chapter 1 and chapter 2. So let's just pick up a few of those verses, shall we? Um, Jesus had, of course, been put to death, and he'd, uh, he died on the cross, but three days later he'd come back uh, from the dead, and he spent 40 days, we're told in the Bible, appearing to his, his friends, the apostles, and teaching them about what it meant to be part of God's new kingdom, God's new family. And as part of that period, he says to them, one day when he's eating with them, he says, I just want you to stay here in Jerusalem, the city where we're all living at the moment. Don't leave Jerusalem, he said. Wait for the gift my father promised. Just wait. And so for 10 days about, they just waited and prayed as they waited to see what would happen. And that's something that we're all familiar with, isn't it? Waiting. I guess we all have to wait at times. I know I, know I do. And sometimes waiting can be, well, sometimes waiting can be quite slow and it can feel quite lonely when we're waiting sometimes. Um, other times when we're waiting, we might be quite excited about something that's going to happen. Uh, last Sunday, for some of the children and young people in our church, it was their last week in their current young people's group. Next Sunday, they'll be moving up to their next group. And we're going to be thinking about that a bit later on in our prayer time. So waiting can be like that. And for some people who might be a little bit older still, some people might have finished a time of education and they might be getting ready for something new and different. Maybe they don't even know what it's going to be. So waiting can mean all kinds of different things to us, can't it? I wonder what you're waiting for this morning. I'm going to ask you, if you wouldn't mind, you don't have to do this if you don't feel comfortable, but just for 20 seconds, can you just talk with whoever's next to you about what you're waiting for? 20 seconds, I'm going to time you. Go. Okay. Okay, that's, that's it. That's it. I'm... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt your conversations. 20 seconds is not long, is it? But here's the thing. We can continue those conversations at the end of this service. And maybe we can pray for one another for the things that we are all waiting for. What I would say to you, though, is whatever you're waiting for, do just entrust it to God. Whether you're excited about it or worried about it, give it to God. Because he's a good father. He loves us. And he will answer our prayers at the right time. But we're all waiting for something, I'm sure. Well, the apostles were waiting for this gift, this present that Jesus had said that God the Father was going to give them. And sure enough, on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in completely different languages that they'd never learned. And the Bible emphasized that it was the Holy Spirit who gave them the ability to do this. They didn't have any natural abilities in those languages at all. And I think that's another thing that the day of Pentecost helps us think about. The Holy Spirit is given to us to help us do those things that we cannot do on our own. I wonder uh, if you thought about this when we were thinking about the Queen. I know I did. Because Andrew's already talked to us about the day when she was crowned Queen of, uh, of Great Britain. 
uh, or was it United Kingdom and the Commonwealth? Or, yes, something like that. Um, <laughs> Andrew knows these things. So I've got to be careful when Andrew's around. Um, but at her coronation, the Queen said this. She said, these things which I have here before promised, I will perform and keep, so help me God. And I'm sure that that is a prayer that she has prayed pretty much every day for the rest of her life. She's still on that throne. It probably still feels like a massive, massive job to her, which it is. And she needs to ask her Lord for his help to do the things that in her own strength that she couldn't do. And I'm sure that's true for each and every one of us as well. I know it's true for me. When I look at my diary over the next few weeks, I've got this this much work and I've got this much time. Do you know that feeling? I'm sure many of you know that feeling. I'm going to have to ask God for his help to do those things which I can't do in my own strength. So yeah, let's be asking the God who gives his Holy Spirit for help with those things that we need help with today. Well, for Peter, one of the things he needed help with was courage to share his faith about Jesus. A few days well, a few, months, a few weeks earlier, he'd been terrified of telling anybody about Jesus. But on this day, he goes and tells everybody uh, who's listening to him about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he explains to the people who are there in Jerusalem about how Jesus went about healing people, doing miracles as God's spirit worked through him. He explained to them about how Jesus had never done anything wrong, but how he was put to death on God Friday so that we might be forgiven. He explained that Jesus didn't stay in the tomb, but three days later he was raised to life on Easter Sunday. And he told those people who were listening to him that he and all his friends had seen Jesus, had spent 40 days with him, and now they'd seen him go to be back with his Father in heaven. And from there, Jesus had poured out the Holy Spirit that they could see and hear all around them on that first day of Pentecost. And the people who were listening, when they heard what Jesus had done, when they heard how it affected them personally, how they were involved in it personally, they just had one question. I don't know if you notice it when we we watched the video together, but it was this. They said, what should we do? What should we do when we understand the story of Jesus, and we know it's something that he's done for us, what should we do? Well, Peter gives us the answer. He says, you must, all of you, turn away from your sins. That means all the things that we say and we think and we do that are not in line with God's purposes for us. We must turn away from them. And he says, you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We have water down here Uh, when we have our baptismal services, people get baptized in the name of Jesus and their sins are forgiven because they trust in the Lord for this new way. Well, this is something that we've been thinking about uh, as a church um, over the last few weeks. And because we're thinking about the queen and royalty, I'm going to imagine just for a moment that I'm a king, okay, And this is my throne. Oh, it's good on my throne. I like it. Peter's saying 
that very often in our lives, when we don't know Jesus, when he's not part of our circle, he's just way over there, we're the ones who are in charge of our lives. We are the ones who want to think as though every area of our life is under our control. But he says, when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, things are different. Jesus isn't just way over there. All of a sudden, when we come to know Jesus, when we turn from our selfishness and say we want to have Jesus as our king, then Jesus comes into the area of our life, as you can see on the picture. The circle represents our life. But there's still a problem, isn't there? Can you see what the problem is? I'm still on the throne, aren't I? Jesus is my saviour. He's very much a part of my life and of my experiences, but I'm still wanting to stay on the throne. And so Peter says this, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I need the gift of the Holy Spirit because my tendency is to want to come and sit on the throne of my life and to say to Jesus, you can have control over bits of my life, but you can't have control over all of it. I want to stay king of that bit of my life there. I don't want you to be king of it, Jesus. And I need the Holy Spirit to soften my heart and to change my thinking. And that's what happens when the Holy Spirit works on us gradually, day by day, bit by bit, gradually, over all areas of our life. Jesus is the one who becomes king. Jesus is the one who's over the throne of our lives. And then our job is just to get on our knees, isn't it? And say, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my King. I give my life as a living sacrifice for you in all areas. Please change me. Change me more and more into your likeness and give me your Holy Spirit because I can't do it. I need your help to do it, Jesus. And here's the great thing. Peter says, this promise, this promise that the Holy Spirit is going to be given to you is not just for the people who are there at that time. It's for all those who are far away. For all who the Lord our God will choose. And that means us. Isn't that fantastic? That means us. And so Pentecost, we've seen what happened And we've seen why it's important, because without Pentecost, we wouldn't have the promise of Jesus coming to us through his Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening this morning. I think we've got the band who are coming up in a moment. Let me just pray for that while they come up to lead us in worship once again. So, Father God, we thank you so much that you are the one who poured out the Holy Spirit through your son Jesus 2,000 years ago. Thank you that that promise was not just for them and then. It's for us and it's for now. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come, that you will help us with those things that we need help with in our lives, that you will do miracles where miracles need to happen, and that you will shape our character more and more, that you will grow the fruit of your lovely spirit in our lives more and more, 
that we may serve Jesus as living sacrifices, which is our true and our proper worship.